Lake Superior is the largest freshwater lake in the world by surface area and the third largest by volume, holding 10% of the world's surface fresh water. Lake Superior has a surface area of 31,700 square miles. Its average depth is 80 and a half fathoms or 483 feet with a maximum depth of 222 fathoms or 1,333 feet. The Great Lakes, which consists of Superior, Michigan, Huron, Erie, and Ontario, have about 10,000 estimated shipwrecks in their waters. Lake Superior itself has around 350, and at least half are still sitting undiscovered on the lake bottom. Welcome to the McCaw Family Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the spooky shipwreck episode of the Macaw Family Podcast. I am Stephanie, your hostess, here with Mom. Mom's here. Hello. So, Mom didn't have no idea what we were doing today. Not a clue. I didn't even know we were going to... Uh, Not a Scooby-Doo. You know, she keeps saying, hey, I'll see you Friday. Hey, I'll see you Friday. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you see me every Friday. <laughs> she thought I was just coming to hang out. Yeah. Now I'm going to do all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about some shipwrecks and ghost stories. And yeah, I told you I was watching that episode. 10,000, huh? 10,000 mm. in the, all of the lakes. What mm-hmm. is there? Five? 30, yeah, but only... Uh, 30,000 square miles. That's just for, that's just superior. Superior. What is the total? Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked that up. Okay. (laughs) But that's the biggest one anyway. Yeah. But I think there's more shipwrecks in Erie. Lake Erie? I wonder why. Um, Maybe. That's the one with the, uh, like. Canal? Yeah. Do they have a canal? The Erie Canal. Yes. Hello. See? Oh my God. It's like, I don't know if I'll know this shit. Right? (laughs) So I was watching an episode of Expedition Unknown where they go diving for wrecks in the Great Lakes. So it made me think about what what else is under there. Because I've heard stories about how many... I wonder what kind of fish are under there. Well, it's so cold. It's it's super cold. that, That and they don't really have a high tide, low tide, do they? No, it's fresh water. I know, but... So I think the they magnitude have, of it. They, they have might waves. have a title. Well, like, I mean, I lived when I lived in Chicago. We went to Lake Michigan. Uh huh. It's huge. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. We 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 didn't call them seagulls because they have them there. We yep. call them bagels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's super windy. The it's like here with the weather where it can just change. It's, yeah. On a dime. Yeah, and they get super storms because it's just lake effect storms. Yes, yeah, like in this winter in New York, mm-hmm. they got hit with the lake effect oh. shit. They got this, all that snow. All even even now they're getting flooded out. Vermont is anyway. Well, there was a place in New Hampshire, or Maine, that washed out a whole road. Jay, Maine, was it? Mm-hmm. I saw that on on the Facebooks. So in August, I'm going to be doing bonus episodes where I start from season one of Expedition Unknown and rewatch the episodes. Oh, nice, nice, nice. We'll be recapping the episodes and updating them with any new information. Nice. Yeah, I got Nathan into watching it. He loves it now. He does? Yeah, it's just interesting. And Josh Gates is. is hilarious. 
Josh Gates. I know that I know I the voice yeah. because I listen to him all the time. <laughs> he yeah, he's an archaeologist by trade, and he grew up in Manchester by the Sea in Massachusetts. Yep, you were telling me that. Yeah, got married in Kennebunkport. That's pretty. I'm telling you. So um, it's like you once you move from New England, you kind of come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, he lives in L.A. I believe. Yeah, so, I don't know about L.A. Bang. Oh, no, man. No. I mean, it's nice to visit. So in Tahoe right now, mm-hmm. there's a guy breaking into people's hotel rooms. And doing what? Touching their feet. Oh. And, like, licking them and stuff. Oh. People wake up with a guy. They haven't caught him yet. Oh, that's disgusting. The Tahoe toe tickler. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so gross. <laughs> A pervert. <laughs> so before we get started, mm-hmm. I want to tell everyone to check us out on TikTok and Facebook at the McCall Family Podcast, on Instagram at McCall Family, and email us at McCallFamilyPod at gmail.com. Also, rate and review and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to get that in early in case they don't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, It is shipwrecks. Come on. Those are always interesting. They're very interesting. I mean... It's probably more interesting when you're watching it because you can yeah. see. But s- some of the ones we're talking about don't even have never been found. Really? Yep. Now, um, is it mostly um, ships that are they're taking hu- stuff? Yeah, they're huge. Because um, they're freighters. Freight, freighters. Those same ones I see in, in the, the Piscataqua. Yeah. Right. right. Huge. So where are they taking from Canada to? They bring it to Canada. They bring them back and forth. Out. Mm-hmm. The expedition known that I watched was minesweepers. Okay. They got sunk there during World War One or Two. All right. Yep. Yep. They, uh, the French asked us to make them because all their um, boat places were full because yep. they were trying they to were keep trying up to, with it. Right. Right. Because the Germany was putting out mines, which are like, they look like balloons. Yep. Have you ever seen Finding oh, yes, Nemo? I've seen, yes. I've seen it. They <laughs> popping. Yeah. They're on, they're on chains. Yep. And they are been, were sinking boats. So they... Hired somebody um, off of one of the Great Lakes to build them, a boat yep. builder. I yep. think a Canadian one. And they were coming through. Yeah. Two. There was two, and uh, one of them sunk, them. or Ooh. two of them sunk. There was Ooh. four, and two of them sunk, or something like that. But yeah, the minesweepers go, and they have a thing, and it cuts the chains. Yeah. They yep. have two guns on either end, yep. so when they pop up, they shoot them. Ooh. So, yeah, they lost two of them, and they still haven't found them yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah, the episode yeah. I watched. I was like, that's interesting, because they were diving on shipwrecks, and right, right. Josh and another guy so dove on a shipwreck help. that had never been right. seen before. It right. was a wooden steam tugboat. Wow. And because a it's wooden. so cold. it's Of course, it's going to stay. Yep. Yeah. 150 years old, I think. Oh, wow. And nobody wow. had known it was there. Right. Because right. there's a group. And it's not like it would be barnacle, full of barnacles nope. either. There's not, there's not much life because it stays so cold. Right, right. I think it doesn't get much above freezing. Right. Jeez. Yeah, well, uh, right. And I it, mean, it's fresh water. So it's deep, freeze, too, but it can't. where bodies don't come up because they can't. There's no bacteria that grows. Right. So they won't bloat and float. Employed. Implode. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Explode, implode. There's a group, I think it's off of Lake Superior, That's the, it's a shipwreck foundation that they go looking for shipwrecks to mark and right, find. Right. and Different things mm-hmm. where scuba divers can go down and... Yeah, some, well, a thousand feet, I don't know. They can't. Why don't they take that stupid um, submarine that everybody's got to go down the Titanic? Why don't What's we that? just, you know? Well, maybe build a regular... Like James Cameron does it all the time. James Cameron? The Titanic guy? Yeah, yeah. 
he he's been down there a bunch, but because he built an actual well, not I don't an think he did submarine. Yeah, yeah, not real this one. joke one. No, that one. No, ridiculous. that one was ridiculous. Ridiculous. So. As I said in the beginning, Lake Superior, there are at least 350 shipwrecks. The weather on the lakes can turn on a dime. Lake Superior, it says, never gives up her dead, and that's because of the depth and temperature. Uh Once a ship goes down, it pretty much stays down and stays well preserved. One of the shipwrecks we will be talking about is the SS Kamloops. Such a funny name. Kamloops? Kam. K-A-M. K-A-M. Loops. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> December 6, 1927. What that meant? I'll Google it. Uh, Lake Superior was being dealt at a tough winter storm and the SS Kamloops was struggling to make its way through, make its way through, accompanied with steamer ship Qdeck. Quadec. I don't know. The Quadec made it to their destination, Fort William, safely. But the Kamloops was not so lucky. The last time anyone recalls seeing the Kamloops, it was covered in ice near the southeast end of Isle Royale. Kamloops Lake. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After the Kamloops went missing, search parties went out through the Great Lakes, and all of them turned up nothing. So no debris field, nothing. Nothing. Nope. Uh, I guess that's why in the triangle things pop up. Right. Well, there's so much buoyancy anyways. Yeah, salt salt water. Yep. And that makes sense, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Three weeks after the ship went missing, winter weather was coming down hard on the lakes, so search parties were halted indefinitely. The official records would state the boat and all the crew were lost. The official cause for the sinking of the Kamloops is unknown, but clues began to surface in the spring. Fishermen off of Iowa Royale discovered scattered (laughs) across the island were the remains of nine crew members who had managed to escape uh, the sinking on a lifeboat. Yeah. Some bodies were huddled together near makeshift fire. Others washed along the shoreline. Ooh. So no matter, even if they say, survived, they, survived, they died. They died because it was so cold. Ooh. The ones who weren't frozen seemed to be partially eaten by the wolf population. <laughs> oh, do you think I was going to say by each other? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me wonder, like, so the wolf, the wolves weren't going to eat frozen ones? Or so, like I say well, that I don't fire, know if they were. So they atta- I don't know if they were attacked, or were they eaten after they died. But I feel eaten like eaten after they died. But if they were near the fire, they more smell of the flesh instead yeah. of frozen. For fifty I would, years, I would assume, but right? For fifty years, the boat itself was nowhere to be found. Oh, like many other shipwrecks on Lake Superior, kind of down, gone without a trace. Yep, down in the dark. When it was finally discovered, it was in near perfect condition besides being on the bottom of the lake, just off 12 o'clock point. So what made it sink? It appeared to have lost power and slid down the incline underwater and came to rest on its side. So I don't know. Hmm. Divers have discovered how actually well preserved it is. The hold of the ship still, uh, yeah, the cargo hold, holds farm machinery that was, uh, they were going to Canada, so there. Farm machinery, so what year was this again? 1927. All right. So they even found food. Oh, that was frozen. In the boat, Lifesavers. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a whole like (laughs) bunch of Pretty ironic. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Clothing and shoes were still in the cruise cabin, so it must have just Sunk. sunk. Yeah sunk it probably i don't know divers say that it is eerie like the boat could just lift up and sail away again oh, that that's spooky why because of the depth and temperature 
which barely goes above free de- freezing, freezing, you must be an experienced diver to dive. Yeah. So diving on shipwrecks itself, you have to be. I would very, think a little experience. Yeah, Usually because they, you can oh. lose your bearings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think you need a whole different skill than just being a certified scuba I diver. I'd be scared. Yeah. I mean, that's like going in a haunted house. Yeah, except for you, the corner. you could well, drown. Yeah, well. Right? <laughs> so diving, um, because of this, only a few have been ever been able to swim through the Kamloops. And many of those that do come back with weird stuff. Treasures? No, like there's... They saw oh. weird stuff. Sorry. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Some divers As, have uh, reported okay. seeing a pale ghostly figure kicked back on one of the crew bunks watching the explorers. So somebody just laying on a bunk. Is it just a dead body that's preserved? Or <gasps> they really think it's a ghost? No, they said it's just an uh, yeah, other claims sure. the figure moves around the boat unaware that it's sitting on the bottom of the lake. So like it's a like ghost. It's still moving. Yeah. yeah. They call him grandpa. Oh, that's weird. Some of the most horrifying tales weren't that it wasn't just a ghostly figure. It was a physical being that would reach out and touch them. Aye. So they the scary part about that is it's not true. It's not a skeleton. Because <sighs> remember, it's preserved. Uh, it, yes. One of the 13 oh. crewmen who never made it to the shore was still in the boat preserved Aye. by the frigid waters. His body was stiff and ghostly white and stuck. In the boat for 50 years because he couldn't go up. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no buoyancy and there's no bacteria or anything. So he's just in there. It's like... Like a yeah. frozen body. Like uh-huh. I'm out Everest where they're still there. Uh-huh. So the divers started to call him Old Whitey because mm-hmm. he's white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They knew this body... Oh my gosh. They knew this body, body was grandpa's body. Like the ghost that they right. were seeing because it right. looked alike, I guess. right. The divers began to take notice how the corpse would follow them around the boat when they explored. Oh, yeah. Right? It's because they're making the waves. Yeah, that's what to they it. are. They rationalize this could be the currents. Yeah. But if that's the case, wouldn't the body come up eventually? Or I think it's in the engine room or something. I, I, although, see. You would think, right? If it stayed at that temperature where the buoyancy is going to be there. Yeah. And you have to get in, like, yeah. I, ugh. So, although. <laughs> Seeing him was disturbing at first. It began to feel pe- peaceful to the divers. They would notice things about him, like how he had a wedding ring on. Aww. Right? They said Grandpa's ghost never seemed mad or tried to hurt anybody. Kind of just seemed lonely. Hmm. To this day, the body of old Whitey, or Grandpa, is still in the Cam Loops engine room at the bottom of Lake Superior. Hmm. So they do dive logs. So every time you dive on it, you write in a book. Wait, yeah, yeah. So some of them are like, shook hands with grandpa or paying respects to old whitey oh, so yeah people are Does, still do seeing anybody him. take anything off the ship i don't think so well the national I mean, park service protected this one yeah as a culture of treasure yeah and partly is because there's a body down there mm-hmm. so even after all this time there's no real reason why the camelot sunk or how he is still in the boat itself so they don't they don't know why, know why it sunk yep and they or don't why he's still there and the yeah. rest of the body's left. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Well, some people probably he probably got stuck in the engine room trying to fix. So if they lost it lost power. Yeah. Because if you lose power, you lose your rudder. Do they have the doors like they have in subs where they No. No. Like it's like hatches and yeah. stuff because yeah, it's yeah, in the twenties, yeah. but so if you lose power, you lose steering. Mm-hmm. You lose steering and you're going into a storm, you have no way to ride, basically right. ride the waves. Right. So you could have just So got he could have been down water. there. Yeah. Trying to fix it. Other mm-hmm. people skedaddled. Mm-hmm. 
And then assholes, he, right? He was like, <laughs> so the SS Vanock Byrne was a Canadian grain freighter. On November 20th, 1902, the Vanock Byrne was filled with 85,000 bushels of wheat. I can't imagine that's heavy. Bushels of wheat? Yeah. How I mean, many? but I think 85,000. 85,000? How much does a bale, bale of hay weigh? See, that's, that feels heavy. It's probably like the bushels. same idea. Yeah. Yeah, I would think. I mean, they're going to pack it pretty tight. I would think. I think of a bushel, like, you know, like you see, I, right? Yeah, like no. a little hand of. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, potatoes, a bushel of potatoes are probably like this. And that's probably like 50 pounds. Uh, probably 30 yeah. to 50 pounds, I would think. So this would be the last trip of the shipping season, and the crew was ready for some much needed time off. Aha. The chief engineer, George Booth, needed to be home. His he son was sick with diphtheria. Back in the day. Right. This uh-huh. is the 20s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. This is 1902. And his daughter had died. <laughs> so this is before the uh, Cam Loops. Yeah. This okay. is just, we're just going to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, his daughter died of a sudden illness. Mm. They left Port Arthur, now known as Thunder Bay would travel along the shipping lane to Midland to offload and then to Kingston, Ohio to dock for the winter. Okay. So on the way to Sioux Locks, which is a, a lock, you know what a lock is? Yes, where they bring in a boat, fill it up with water and push it into the next one. Yeah, so it's like... It's like a canal. When Josh Gates did it, I think it's like 30 feet difference and he mm-hmm. was in a kayak. Well, he just, he held on to the, the, the ladder and yeah. it went up, but yeah. it's crazy. It takes 15 minutes. It fills up. And then moves you, you down. Out. Yeah. Yep. So it's pretty cool. I think we learned that. Panama Canal was like that. Was it? Mm-hmm. In Panama? Not that I saw it, but, but I, yeah. I mean, that's what I envisioned when we were learning. So the Bannock Burn ran aground on a sandbar, which delayed their time frame. This is not why it sank. It just ran I, aground. Yeah. Yeah. So they wait. There's no high tide, low tide. So right? how do they get out? <laughs> so... Uh, it's not uncommon for a delay to happen to get to lock when yep. back in the day, like yep. you'd run aground or storm came. You yeah, had stuff anchor. like that. By 9 a.m. the next morning, the crew was able to get her afloat by unloading some of the wheat. Okay. To, li- to lift it up. Yeah. Right. Once they were on their way again, they headed to deeper water and started to cruise along at 10 to 15 miles an hour. Boop, boop. Miles an hour. Yeah. 10 to 15 knots. No, if it was knots, it would be more. Like 20. Oh. 20. It's a, mi- a mile and a half more, okay. I believe, if I recall. I don't remember how it was. I don't it's either. It's been such a long time since I've had a lobster man. Uh, it's been a long oh, time since husband. I went sailing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> By noon, though, they were in far worse uh, shape than running into a sandbar. Oh, no. A storm hovered over the north central part of the lake exactly where they were sailing. So oh basically God. was sitting, sitting there. Sitting right on A them. winter storm. Yep. Because all these stuff I've been noticing doing the research like everything happens in november so why even bother right <laughs> um waves Lake were effect storms and they pull up on you pretty quick there were waves were 15 feet high and they were able, they were reaching on the deck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. passing ship the ss algonquin saw the bannock burn making its way through the waves captain james mccaw of the algonquin watched through binoculars and made notes in his journal about her course and then went about his business. So it's kind of like he didn't even pay attention. Well, he was, he watched where they were going yeah. and then was, went about what he was doing right. on his own boat because right. they're in yeah, a storm. You, you hands all hands on deck. Yep. So they, they, he wasn't stressing out because both ships has been through worse storms. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like superior. 
this is what they do. This basically. I know, yeah. and it's it's like us when we go out during our northeaster. Mm-hmm. It's like no, to me, it's no big deal. Yep. But I got to get new tires. So. so when Captain James looked through his binoculars sometime later to check on the the boat, she was no longer there. Oh. Why do they always call boats she's? She? Yeah, they. I noticed that. Uh, huh. Right. <laughs> it's well everything is a she. Just all the all equipments are hers. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think everything I researched, they call it she. Yeah. So um when he looked back, the boat was no longer there. He thought maybe it just went through a fog bank. Yeah, yeah. Something bad happened though in the time between his looks through his binoculars and they still don't know what happened. Ooh, so she just kind of went right down. Yep. The Bannock burn was scheduled to make it to the Sioux locks on November 23rd. When they didn't show up, no real alarm was raised because as I said, missing a day or two isn't uncommon back right, then. Right. I mean, yeah, everything takes time, especially they don't have any speed boats. So they have to go by what? Yeah. Just the fluttering of the engine. So some vessels would during a storm would go off into like a Harbor to, to like, um, sorry. Where it's not as, did I say that weird? No, 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 no. I won't tell you that I, I was reading. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, why? The practices can, I'm sorry. Let me, let yeah, me tell read you it. why she is considered for, and it actually started with the sailors. Okay. Sailing days of old, old where ships were named after women or goddesses. Oh, nice. But then again. Referring to cars, okay, now we're going to do cars, but this yeah. is came from the boats. She promotes the ideology that women are objects, things to be seen as property owned by men. Oh, yeah, so Hunter, Hunter was <laughs> right. It is. Fucking right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to start calling everything a he because uh, <laughs> it's my object. I, do it, I did it she just because we're stronger. Yeah, there you go. I don't even look at it as property because all my stuff is she. Yeah. Because you know what? She can do it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, boats would usually go into like a calm harbor and anchor to wait Mm -hmm. out the storm where there's less waves because. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just logical. So by November 26th, when the uh, Bannock burn still hadn't shown up, Mm -hmm. people started talking. There were 40 ships that went that same route oh. in that time frame. Yeah. And during that time, nobody saw it or no so debris field, nothing. It just ended up going just, down. Yep. And nobody caught it. As of November 30th, 1902, um, the boat and its crew of 20 were declared lost. Most of the That's crew was between the ages of 16 and 20. Oh. So young. Before their last, Back in the day, so get this though, kid labor. Before the last voyage, yeah, when it sunk, it had sunk twice before. Oh so it kind of like reminds me of car when you buy a car that had been an it's accident. It's a lemon, exactly. Get rid of it. It's not structurally <laughs> sound anymore. But I bet you they did not have all the rules and regulations they have now. Well, uh oh, yes. Who got deemed? Hmm. Oh, this was a different. Never mind. That's a different okay. boat. But. So because it's going to be um, closer to our time now. Yeah. The boat hit a, a um, it was built in 1893 and mm-hmm. four years later sunk, sank at a lock in Kingston, Ontario. It hit one of the walls and ended up sinking nine feet. Ooh. So they think that made one of the uh, thingies. less. Yeah. yeah. In the spring of 1902, about six months before she was lost, she ran aground at Snake Island at full speed. 
<laughs> so it's like, like a, is that here, the, you, here you go, 16 to 20 year old kids. <laughs> it, yeah, okay, banging on walls and right? going, and that's so sad. That Somebody is. just got their driver's license. <sighs> the crew had to dump 30,000 30, 30, bushels to get the ship floating again. <sighs> so it's still missing. Really? Mm-hmm. Nobody has any clue where it is. Nope. Because it's got to be in the, that square area, footage. yeah. But it's, mm. it's a big area, right? Right. And how deep is it there? Do you know? Uh, probably in the five hundreds. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's not like you can scuba. Anything. No. You got to get a rover. Right. Right. So seven years after the sinking, stories began to circulate about a phantom ship cruising along the lake during heavy storms and fog. Oh, hi! It is here. believed that this phantom ship is the SS Bannock Burn. Hmm. The nickname came from author James Oliver Kierwood, the Flying Dutchman of Lake Superior. Have oh. you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yes. So the Flying, flying Dutchman, Dutchman, and it would come through the fog? Yes. That's yes. what it reminds me of. I yes. don't know when he came up with his name. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe after that, but... No, it's probably before that. Maybe that's, that's where they yeah. got it. Just like that song um, that says, in the eye of a needle. I mean, fit a camel through an eye of a needle. Yeah. That is an actual saying. Is it really? Yes. Oh. Yes, look it up. Well, I will. When I'm not doing this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know the useless information. So um, one of the most popular stories involving the ghost ship was a freighter called Walter A. Hitchinson. The ship was caught in a winter storm in 1947. The ship lost its electronics and navigation system. So they were like. 1947? Yeah. Yep. The Hitchinsons moved closer to the shore with um, then all of a sudden the. Bannockburn or the Flying Dutchman of yeah, like, um, manifested and charged at their boat. So they turned hard to port side to avoid collision. The Bannockburn continued forward, hitting the rocks. Oh, that the Hitchinsons did not see. Ooh! Yeah. After getting torn apart, the boat faded away. That's so if if the Hitchinsons didn't change course, they would have been on the rocks yep. and sunk. Yeah. Yeah. So it acted okay. kind of like a war- warning yeah. and saved the boat. And, and that was in 1947? Yep. And that's when they don't believe in ghosts. Right. So mm-hmm. the Bannockburn is seen during stormy days or nights, is accompanied by a fog bank, and is there to warn ships of danger. The nice. most likely belief for the sinking, though, was that during the storm, the rudder broke and the boat began to list and sank. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why there's no wreckage found, and that is most likely could be sitting upside down, and that's yep. why no Nobody wheat can came see to it. Yeah, yeah. No wheat came to the surface. Right. Right. So that's crazy. I just feel bad for all these kids. Right. Yeah. Here, go, you know. Here, go be a sailor. That's why he had 20 kids, because half of them died (laughs) in the farm accident, (laughs) sailing accident. Right. Ay, ay, ay. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we'll get into a few more shipwrecks and even some ghost stories. Bum, bum, bum. That's pretty crazy, all those shipwrecks. There it is. There it is. I can't imagine. All happening in November. Like I was telling Nathan, I was like, I want to go to the Upper Peninsula, which is Lake Superior. Yep. Yep. And it's because it's beautiful. I wouldn't mind. I, would say, I mean, you're on the Canadian border, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Huh? So I'll like, he was, where the Sioux Lock is actually. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. One side is Canada, one side's America. Oh, that's pretty cool. So like, you're in between. I want to go to Canada. 
like as a trip, but we got to get our passport. I have to do that too. Yeah, because you, you need a passport now. I know. And uh, state of Maine doing the records thing. The real you. ID? Yeah. Yeah, but you still need, need a, a passport. passport? Yep. I thought they were. That's just for flying. It. No, I Googled it. I asked if it was because I saw Kirsten commented like that in it. She's like, oh, I have my real ID. I can go now. I'm like, I told Nathan, I'm like, oh, no, you need. And he's like, no, I think it's a passport. And I Googled it. Yeah, it's yeah, a passport. passport. Even into Canada, though? Yeah. Hmm. They, well, they changed that. Because when yeah, I was well, 18, I, that. I went, or 19. And you I need only need a passport need, to no, go through? Only ID. ID. So I think it was after 9-11. No, because this was after 9-11. I was What's it? 18 or 19. Yeah, because I moved to Chicago right after 9-11 happened. Right. No, yes. Yes, right after 9-11. Well. Because it happened when I was in high school. So. Yeah, because um, Hunter was only a year. I think that's just cracking down because you could probably, Ugh. you know what I mean? You can't, yeah, you but can't thought, go, you can't drive into it if you have a DUI. You can't go right. in there if you have a gun felony, I'm pretty sure, or any violent felony. Fel- yeah. I don't even think you can go into other countries if you're a felon. You can't fly or something. I don't know. I just want to move there. And our dollar Canada? went down, yeah. Again, our dollars... Isn't worth a crap? Uh, 70 something cents mm. on other on England's dollar or something, our pound. I felt it's bad insane. for the uh, guy that... They just did the last, they said the worst, you know, the guy who did most damage or whatever, a kid from Lebanon, Maine. Oh, for Christ's sake. He, he got seven and a half years. For what? For the protest that happened on the White House. Ugh. You didn't hear about that yet? Of course. Yeah. It would, I just it felt, would be Lebanon, Maine. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I don't, uh, it's your fault. Don't go it, there. You know, stupid. You know. Where to go inside? Whatever. Like you want to protest, be my guest. Do it outside quietly. But when you show up in tactical gear, you're up to fucking something. I don't think he was in tactical gear. But the whole thing is, is that it was a it was a frenzy. They were expecting it. Why did it all happen like that? They 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 didn't put enough things in place. No, no. But and they wanted that's basically it's insane. They want that, that's our own country, and you're going to do that stupid shit just All right, because let's some, stop it. We're not doing somebody fucking anymore. tells you to do it. Go jump we're off do, a bridge. We're doing that's shit. We're should, doing shipwrecks. You should have told them that. Go jump. Go jump off. Go get on a ship on Lake Superior in November. <laughs> Perfect. Bye. Perfect. Goodbye. Bye. I don't want to get into politics, but there's Are nobody good fucking running right now. No, I know. Pissing me off. I know, oh, this waiting. is why I say I want to move to Canada. <laughs> Nathan's like, no. They're always quiet. They're never at war. <laughs> no. Nobody's doing anything up there. Newfoundland would be even I go, better. I go to him. I go, I know. Right. I go, um, they don't tax on winnings for, yeah. For, really? Nope. So, like, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and right. they had a Canada right. version, and the winner won $100,000. And They don't tax. He goes, tax-free. So, I got $100,000. You know, and why not? They pay... Why should, why should the, the country benefit on your winnings? Because your winnings. Do you pay taxes for our other shit? Nathan's like, do you want to pay $7 for a milk? I'm like, if I get free health care? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yeah. Yes, I will. Uh-huh. We're already fucking paying that anyways. Uh-huh. Right now we are. Fucking bullshit. Anyways. Bullshit. We're calling it bullshit. Back to, yeah, because we're poor. Shit this shit means <laughs> that it affects you when you go to get a, a well, thing you're so You're so poor. I remember... So poor, not being able to get health care, and then realizing that I had to pay an extra $200 fine because I couldn't afford health care. 
That doesn't How does that sense. help? That doesn't make any sense. How does that help? Nothing makes sense. They'll start again. So let's say you're you pulling it all out of your pocket. Where do they think this money comes from? It's all the rich. Want it, it's all want rich it people all. making their decisions. They just want it all. It's crazy. Healthcare, give me a break. Yes, I it's great because that's what therapy it pays for therapy. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Shipwreck. So, yes. So the SS totally Western Reserve was lost on August 30th, 1892. So this is another. Yep. Yep. Off Deer Park, Michigan. The boat was 301 feet long. That's huge. 300. There it isn't. There it 300. Is. Yeah. This isn't even the biggest ship we're going to talk about. Wow. That is a big ship. So it was one of the first lake freighters made of steel. Out of the 27 people aboard the ship, only one survived. Wow. The reserve broke in half Ooh. during a small gale. So they loaded the ship wrong? So remember we were talking about the laws and stuff? Mm-hmm. This um, had been improperly built using brittle steel. Okay. It was contaminated with something. Right. So right. it wasn't strong. It wasn't strong. After the sinking, there were new laws put in place for testing the steel in shipbuilding. There we so go. this was the 1800s. Wow. Yeah. So... That's, this scale, is why I mean, you'd be surprised how far we've come. Yeah. So it, this is why the steel ships that we hear are fully intact. Yep. Below. Yep. So there is, it has been said that a ghostly apparition of the reserve is seen around Deer Park. And it is said that on warm nights, the voices and laughter can be heard over the water. Mm-hmm. So the Hudson. spooky. I wouldn't right. mind going to hear it. Right. <laughs> Just sitting there. Watching like uh, fireflies and hearing yeah. laughter, and there's nothing. You're just looking at darkness. I'll tell you the scariest the ghost fucking thing through. ever. The most unnerving thing is when it's late at night. Uh-huh. When I did this, when we went, when I went sailing, it's late at night. You're off, so far off land, you don't get light pollution, and it's, it's just so dark. Dark. It's so dark. Pitch black. I remember no stars. Well, no, there's stars, but it's just it's just it's dark. dark. You don't, you can't see anything. Uh. I remember we had a stormy weather one night. Yeah. Waking up and there was flying fish all over the boat. boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I bet. I bet. That's scary. I mean, I. They were little. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. But yeah, sailing, you would see them. They jump up. Yeah. They're crazy. I saw dolphins, sea turtles, Uh whales, Uh shark. Bigger than you. right, (laughs) Right off of Miami, we saw a shark. I was like. Oh, I'm not going swimming. No, That's why no, I did no, never no. went swimming off that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Getting up was hard too. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Oh, but it rocky to sleep. So this boat was 300 feet, and my boat that we went on was 35 <laughs> or 38. 300 feet. I'm trying to think. Mike's boat was 80 feet. 83. What was Dad's? 83 feet. Yeah, the the lobster ships. Yeah, the lobster yeah. boats. Yeah, they're 83. So that's pretty. That's a good sized boat, and that's in 1927. No, 1892. 1892. Yeah. So the Hudson was built in 1888. Okay. In Detroit, and was 288 feet long. Yep. Yep. And was considered one of the most recognizable ships on the Great Lakes at the time. Why is that? I don't know. Oh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> the Hudson sank near Kiwina Point. Kiwina? It's K-E-W-E-E-N-A-W on September 6, 1901. It was carrying flax and wheat heading for Duluth. Kiwina? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Kiwina. 
Oh, there we go. Kiwina Pen- Peninsula. Point. Point. Yeah. The Hudson capsized in a strong gale, most likely because the cargo shifted, which was common with flax. So flax seed. Little seeds. Okay. Yep. And it, it's moving. Yep. If you're moving, that's moving. It is believed that many of the crew had gone into the cargo hold to try to address the shifting cargo. Yep. Yep. To help with the listing. So that means... So, well, that's what listing is going up and down, going up and down and rocking back and forth. Yeah. I remember getting a little more, more had this little Ford Fiesta and me and my cousin were in the way back this before seatbelts and stuff. Oh, before seatbelts, yes. folks. Cause that and we, we, I don't know. Move the whole car. Move, the cold car would go <laughs> pink and pink. It was, it was so small. Oh my God. I remember that small red car you had that you cracked. We hit the ice and went. Uh, it hit the ice. We didn't hit. We were on ice. That was crazy. Down through the stops. How we didn't hit anything it was beyond me. We got into a tree, but we got pulled out quite well. But I mean, the so. car was fine after that, wasn't it? Yeah, it didn't hurt anything. <laughs> Somebody helped me pull it out. We're out of here. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um. So, it is believed that most of the crew was in the hold when the capsized. Oh, jeez. Of the most likely twenty-five crew, because they're not sure. Right. Only a few bodies ended up washing ashore. Because now, if they're trapped there, in there. Yeah, but wasn't there at least an air pocket where it would stay afloat for a little bit? No. No? If it's going down, it's going to go down. Yeah. Well, it depends on where it is, yeah. It's not like the Titanic. So, before we get into the rest of the story, you know in the movie, you've seen Titanic, right? Once. I won't watch it again. But. I have stupid. But they're, they're, those doors are shutting and people are running to try to yeah, get to get. That wasn't it. actually happening. They would open no. and shut. You could, they were going I, to, so part of the reason it sank was because they were lifting the doors to go back and forth to try to get the water out of the right, engine. Right, right, So the whole movie's bullshit. That's what, that's what I mean. I don't remember those, I don't know, was but it yeah. during the time, it wasn't period. So the way time. they made it seem was like the door shut, they shut. No, yeah. they could open them. And not only could open them, they, they, were would going have back. To, they would have to spin them to lock them. Yeah, they were going back and forth between mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. rooms to try mm-hmm. to get the water out. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's a well, joke. Well, it, it would be a very boring movie if that's what just happened well, like and this, that's all they had, I right? Hate, I hate <laughs> that shit. Like Pearl Harbor, me and Nathan's dad, Tom, yep. would talk about that because he loves World War II. I love, you know, yep. we yep. had that same comment. We also hate romantic movies. Yes. If that Pearl Harbor, in this stuff? Yes. yes. Pearl Harbor is a romantic movie set during one of the worst <laughs> times in the world. It's stupid. It's so stupid. I know it, you can. I mean, I'm sure there was love stories here and there, but it wasn't like it was. Portrayed. No, it was stupid. Did you ever see the movie 1941 with John Bellucci? No, that's pretty funny. So, but like, <laughs> uh, there was a movie 1917. Me and Nikki saw it in mm-hmm. theaters. Ah, uh, yes. And I gave him that. Yep. Because there's no love story. It's just no. it was Pure about it's like it's, Private Ryan. But yeah. Private oh, Ryan was that I a love Private Ryan? I know, but that wasn't a love story. No. It's based on a true story, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. The deal was like if you had sons, yeah. one one couldn't enlist because they needed one to carry on your name. It, correct. Yeah, I, I believe that's still to this day. Nineteen seventeen is World War One, mm-hmm. and he, this these kids are trying to get a message, yeah. and they have to basically run it. Mm-hmm. So there's no fucking love story. It's just from point start a to finish, to and that. It's a, called a one-shot movie, too, mm-hmm. where it's sh- the whole movie's filmed in one shot. So if you fuck up halfway through the movie, you go all the oh. way back to the beginning. You ah. have to you have to watch it. Me and Nikki are watching it, and you feel, like, me and her, I'm like, I feel anxiety. Like, yeah, I feel anxious yeah, because yeah. it's just constant going, yeah. going, going, going. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
there you're going through a foxhole yeah and it's just going and you catch little glimpses here or there but you're following the kid right it's right. crazy i can't imagine oh it's such a good movie but i remember giving him that and i'm like don't worry it's not a love story <laughs> so it's good back I can't to this bad movies I have to do comedy sales. So I like fun. comedies and action, but I hate fucking romantic. I do too. But like, Hallmark's getting tired. People. Cute, cute ones like Fifty First Dates with Adam Sandler mm-hmm. is a romantic mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. fine. But like a full on Notebook, no. No, I didn't even watch the Notebook. Watched it once and I cried. Film. No, I'm good. I can't do crying. Well, like The Fault in Our Stars. I read the book. I couldn't do that either. I read the book, and you had just gotten cancer and i yeah. remember crying my eyes out yeah and now I, if i want to cry i watch the movie because <laughs> it makes me cry every so, single I'm time to think, there was one the last one i watched this is a while ago was beaches oh with, my god that's old that is old with bet midler no bet, um no, james cameron not james cameron james brolin bet, i know bet miller was in there i'm trying to remember hmm. you have to look as uh i know it? Beaches with, because oh, mm. you have you seen Diane Cannon? Maybe have you seen Spy? That movie with Melissa McCarthy. Yes, where she's like, so I must really yes. like beaches if I want this watch, and she says the names of the people on it. I just he, forget. I can't. I I know she's so. I funny. love her. It was nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah, that's funny. So Barbara Hershey. Oh, Barbara Hershey. They Bette Midler. Yeah. Um. The story goes that a tugboat captain and his mates were sailing around Kiwina Point. Kiwina. Kiwina. There we go. If I can't say it, it's Kiwina. There we go. Take it syllable by syllable. And on, I, I don't know. On September 16th, okay. around the late 1940s. So wow. I think, yeah, I think you're saying it right. I just, for some reason, my eyes... Because I typed it so many times. That yes, that my just, eyes, I, the way I said it in my head, I'm stuck with it. You know what I mean? Uh, K A W E E N. Yeah. A. No, no. K E W. So Kiwi Na. Kiwi Na. Yeah. Kiwi Na. So, um, like I said, it, it capsized, blah, blah, blah. Everybody died. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was 20 people on that one too? 25. 25. Likely. They're not 100% sure because shit gets lost in times. I mean, this is 1901. <clears throat> so. Ready? Yeah. Hold on. Kiwana. Kiwana. There Kiwana. we go. Thank you. Thank you, Kiwana. <laughs> right. the, so in the 1940s, a tugboat captain was going around the point. Yep. And. He saw a rusty ship covered in brown slime heading directly at them. Yeah. The captain avoided the crash and said that he boarded the rusty ship and met with the helmsman and captain who told him that they were damned to relieve this, relive, relive the sinking of the uh. ship every year on September 16th. So it comes back as a full apparition yeah. as far as you'll be able to walk on their ship? So I feel like maybe he saw a rusty ship covered in slime and then made up the, I got on the ship. I got on the ship yeah. or hallucinated and he was on his own ship. Right. 118 <laughs> years after the Hudson sinking, divers and shipwreck hunters, Jerry Ellison and Craig Smith were able to find the Hudson using sonar in 825 feet of water. Wow. Deep. Wow. And that's not even the deepest part. Like I said, it's over 1300 feet. So that's over a mile. Yeah. I believe. No. 5,200. That's a mile. Isn't it 5,200? How many feet in a mile? 5,285. 
5,280. Oh, shoot. Good. Good. So. Good gosh. So very, very far deep down, like where you, mm -hmm. I don't know if they can actually dive. They use a sonar, like right. a rover. They would have to be in a pressure, yeah. pressure container or so something. So one of these, I forget if it's Jerry or Craig, um, used to be a diver. Uh-huh. But it had got the bends in the 80s and yeah. haven't been down again. But he, I'll tell you later. Okay. Because I talk about him. Okay. Um, so Jump they ahead. found him. But it, he says, quote, it was, it's very intact, speared into the bottom bow first. So the bow is about even with the mud and the stern is probably about 20 feet off the bottom and the propeller is hanging high in the air off the bottom, end quote. So top, um. So it's basically right yep. down in. So I find it kind of funny that in the forties, a mm -hmm. tugboat captain said he saw this rusty mud covered right. boat. Right. He didn't know what it looked like back then. No. So maybe he did see the apparition. Maybe. I don't believe his freaking. Huh? Yeah. The boat wasn't found until 2019. It was found in 2019. Yeah. Covered in mud. Head Down first, the, yeah. Well, so like, I hate to say it, I do believe in. Uh, I you do know, too. You can't extra, tell my husband, but uh, the extra no, scare the crap out of him. No, he doesn't. Ask Hunter; he will like pick on me for it. He's like, "Oh, Hunter, do you believe in stuff that you can't prove to?" There's a lot of things I can't prove that I, I go pr in. prove that I'm wrong, and he can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, the SS Henry B. Smith. It's quite the long name. Mm -hmm. Was a steel-hulled lake freighter built in 1906. It was 545 feet long. So that's huge. That is huge. So now we're getting into the real This freighters. is cargoes, yes. yeah. The, the Henry was taking cargo of 9,500 tons of ore. So mm. that's a lot. Mm -hmm. To Cleveland on November 10th, 1913. So another November. Right, right. The Henry... 500 tons? 900... Nine, yeah, 9,500 tons. Tons? Yep. That's, that's heavy. So, that's 18,000 pounds. Is it? Yeah. How much is a ton? 2,000. Oh, shit. So two, two times nine. 18. Then a bunch of fives. So it's probably over 20,000. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the Henry headed into what was called the storm of the century yeah. with the hatches open. Okay, smart ass. So, because there wasn't, it just came upon. Right. The right. rumors that people saw the crew trying to close them mm -hmm. as they were sailing, mm -hmm. but it would take over an hour to close them all. And they were hit with that storm in like 20 minutes. And you think it'd be a little more pro. Is this Don't November fucking too? Yeah, November. Yeah, so why are they all open? It isn't like they're letting out the heat. Yeah, right? So, mm -hmm. um, the storm was the most destructive natural disaster mm. still. On the mm. Great Lakes. It destroyed 19 ship, ships, Shippies. ships, and caused the death of more than 250 people. Wow. Wow. And still to this day, it's considered one of the most. The worst one. Yep. Um, how many were recovered shipwrecks? Well, I don't know about that. Oh, just so checking. only two bodies were ever recovered from this boat. Wow. Cook H.R. Haskins was found floating 50 miles west of Whitefish Point a few days after the sinking. So he freaking... He went. He, he went. went somewhere. There is a current. <laughs> Engineer John Gallagher skeleton was found on Isle Parasina in the <laughs> spring of 1914. Yeah. So yeah. a year, basically. Later? Well, not a year. Was probably he, six he months. living there. He just washed up there. Yep. Skeleton. Yeah. A hundred years after the sinking, the same guys who found the Hudson 
Yes. Jerry, Ken, well, this Ken is part of it too, and yeah. Craig found this one. A hundred years after? Well, a hundred no, years after, after the sinking. sinking. Yep. In 2013. Wow. So close to the hundred year anniversary. Right. The Henry was found in 535 feet of water. Wow. So as deep as the ship was long. Yeah. That's, that's huge. About 30 miles north of Marquette. Mm-hmm. So there's no real like ghost stories about mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. But. Too far out. Shipwreck hunters called it the ghost, a ghost because they couldn't find it. Well, I mean, you called oh, almost 200 shipwrecks ghosts too because you can't find those. Yeah, right. Right, but, but I this feel, thing that one was massive, though. Yeah, that would be one that they figured they would find. Right, needle in a haystack. Jerry, Ken, and Craig are huge shipwreck hunters on the Great Lakes. They mm-hmm. have found thirteen oh. undiscovered wrecks so far. So, who pays them? They do it themselves. Yes, yeah, they. they There's donations, stuff donations. like that. Ken Merriman is the past president and founding member of the Great Lakes Shipwreck Preservation Society. Gotcha. So, so like when. Something. No, and I went to their website. Mm-hmm. It's like thanks to our sponsors. So people sponsor it. Right. And like right. I said, there's on Lake Superior, there's a shipwreck museum. Mm-hmm. And they, I think probably they're a part a of that. Yeah. Well, it generates money. Maybe some well, kind of taxes because it's probably part of the uh, national park. Be, I was going to say it's not going to be taxed. Yeah. So have you heard of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yes. By Gordon Lightfoot? Yes. <laughs> so it is the largest ship, largest ever shipwreck to have sunk on the Great Lakes. At 729 feet, uh, the Fitzgerald sank on November 10th, 1975. And the entire crew of 29 people died. And I believe this is the greatest loss of life. Jeepers. One of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to quote directly from the Britannica. Yep. Because it just was so much for me to paraphrase. So, quote, on November 9th, 1975, the Edmund Fitzgerald left Superior, Wisconsin for a steel mill near Detroit. Not part of the quote. 1975, so it's not like forever ago. <clears throat> 1975, we just moved up here. So we're talking like 50 some odd years ago. Uh-huh. The freight, 40, 8, This is this 10, you would be 10. 2005, 2015. No, I know. Yeah. So 48. 40, close to, I said, just around 50 or so. Oh, whatever. Give or take is okay, what I Mikhail. said. Okay. Okay, Mikhail. Two years <laughs> off. All right. 48 years. The freighter who was captained by Ernest M. McSorley. And I it thought su- the Fitzgerald. I thought, um, uh, what's his face came out with the song? Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, but I thought it was like before that, but. I remember it as a kid. So you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So we probably did it right after. Probably. It soon made radio contact with the Arthur M. Anderson, which was one of which was some 15 miles behind. So think of that as nautical miles. Right. Probably almost 30. Yeah. So late on November 9th, gale warnings were issued for Southern Lake Superior, which was known for strong storms in November. Wonder why all these boats were sinking. <laughs> why do they go in November? Right? Why don't they just shut the lake down? Yep. Well, it just freeze over and then you just take your car. Does it freeze over? Yeah. No. Well. With the waves, probably not. Probably. It's still water or breaks, doesn't freeze. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. Moving water does not freeze. Yeah. So it's probably, I don't know. Like Lake Wimbasaki freezes, but this can't freeze freeze. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. 
Oh, there you go. So early the next morning, after an upgraded storm warning was issued, the two vessels agreed to change course, taking a more northerly route that was common used during severe weather. However, a later shift in the winds meant that the vessels had set a course for the brunt of the storm. As the day progressed, the storm worsened. At its peak, winds reached 70 to 75 knots. So that's almost 100 miles an hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And waves swelled up to heights of 25 feet. Wow. Yeah. At what, if it's a boat is seven-something seven feet long, it does, I mean, That's I guess it's over. still going to be, yeah. At one point, McSurley noted that it was among the worst, sea, worst seas he had ever experienced. Worst lakes he had ever experienced. <laughs> so at around... Ocean, sea, lake. Right. At around 3.15 p.m. on November 10th, the captain of the Anderson noted that the Fitzgerald had passed dangerously close to a shoal off Caribou Island. Some 15 minutes later, the Fitzgerald reported to the Anderson that it had minor damage and was listing, though it had turned on its pumps, so it was pumping the water out. Oh, wow. Yep. McSorley had asked the Anderson to stay near the Fitzgerald, which was reducing speed. Oh, sorry. McSorley also asked Anderson, so he's saying, please stay close in case we have to bail. Right, right. At around 4.10 p.m., the freighter told the Anderson that both its radars were down and requested assistance with its route. Yeah. Over an hour later, the Fitzgerald reported to the Anderson that it was listing badly. At 7.10 p.m., the Fitzgerald spoke again to the Anderson, at which time McSorley stated, quote, we are holding our own, end quote. Those were the last words heard from the Fitzgerald. He, they never even went to investigate well, or anything well, like that. I mean, they I were, mean, he was on close. his own boat. Right, right. So they were trying to be close together. But some 10 mm. minutes later, the freighter disappeared from the radar. Mm. It is less than 20 miles from shelter at Whitefish Bay. And quote, freezing cold end water. Quote. Yeah. So basically, the Anderson spent more than an hour trying to contact the Fitzgerald. When there was no reply, they contacted the ghost coast guard to find the ship and search in the search they found lifeboats life jackets and debris but no ship not until not right it just went (laughs) not until may of 1976 was the fitzgerald found the mangled wreck was found 530 feet below the water so uh, what it just just fucking well the waves took yeah Yeah, tore it apart tore it apart not more than 50 percent while the great lakes will freeze over partially during the winter they almost never freeze completely that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of multiple shipwrecks in Lake Superior. That's pretty cool. And that's not even... That's like, not even a percentage of it. I mean, not even... No. no. I posted no. a photo on our socials of a map of Lake Superior and all the shipwrecks, basically. The whole Covered. Thing. Yeah. Covered. I wonder and that's how the many, only ones they know. I, I wonder how many um, they've looted. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's gold. Iron or stuff, stuff you can't oh. really bring up with you. Right, right. It takes a little bit to get there. It's crazy to me to think that. So I was watching another thing on, um, it was a old set, not settlement, but like, yeah, an old settlement yep. in Cambodia mm-hmm. in the wilderness, in the jungle. And <clears throat> they got the shit, like they were looting it. Yeah. It was old, like church type style. Right, like, right. And people were looting it, and now the looters are coming back because they want to help restore it. <laughs> so they're telling people where they found this, that, and the other thing, right. stuff like that. Right. It happened right. during... So you heard of the killing fields, right? 
Yes, I never so, saw it or read it. So <clears throat> the the leader, I forget his name. I think something pot, pond pot, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Took anybody with or wore glasses with yep. degrees, had soft hands, stuff like that. Like yeah, right, right. Killed White him. collar. Killed him. Anybody with intelligence, he killed. Why is that? Smarter than him. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was crazy. So they basically had to rebuild their whole thing, but that happened after this happened, they were started looting to get money off the black market because they yep. were starving to death. Yep. So they're trying to help rebuild it all. Bring it all back. Yeah. That was the last episode I watched of Expedition Unknown of him. They're finding like pillars that had been toppled from that a thousand years ago. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. So <clears throat> there was a music video filmed along the beach on a beach along the lake. Mm-hmm. And it, as they're filming it, uh, they could see like a ghost Type ship with, yeah, with masks and everything. It just kind of was there and then disappeared. Oh, that's pretty weird. What show was that? It was a music video. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but they don't know what boat it was because it would be, it was a sailboat with masks. Right. It could be anybody, some that weren't even. Yep. That we don't know about. Right. Right. That was crazy. Yeah. Be the Vikings. On the lake? (laughs) Yeah. It was a big lake. We don't have shit for that old here. <laughs> it's crazy to see, like, going to other countries and having them, like, unearth things from thousands of years. And they're like, Greece. Look, we've, yeah, mm-hmm. we found this 150-year-old house. Yeah. And fuck, yeah, our house is already been at least 300. Do you know, on the way up, uh, going to the beach on 91, there's the oldest um, building in the state of Maine? Yeah, what is it, from 1900? It's over 300 years old. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't know where it is? No. Oh, my God. Wait, I mean, but that's put that. Right, it's right by the marsh. Yeah. Yeah. You know where they fly the planes out there? Well, oh, okay. There's like, there's an air airport sock because they they do the handheld. From what? The mansion that we did across the street. Yeah. With the movie theater and the. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Straight across the street. Oh, that brown house? Yes. Okay. What, you know, that's, but that's crazy to me to think that the oldest thing we have here is 300. There's like l- working pubs in England that are hun- uh, seven, 800 years old. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. insane. Well, that's where they all started. Don't forget, we really didn't come over here until the 1400s. Uh, we were watching Pirates of the Caribbean yesterday. I love them. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Port Royal. I'm like, look at all the white people. <laughs> it's in the Caribbean, but every single person in this movie is a white person. Yeah, because that makes sense. And Nathan's like, yeah, look at the, the British. They colonized it. I'm like, oh, you mean took everybody's shit? <laughs> you know that. So we, this is pretty crazy, all those shipwrecks. And this that isn't is, even scratching a, like a surface of No, it. it's so, and then Whoop. think even further off. <laughs> pull my shit. Further out there, it's like, just think of the ocean. Right. How many how many shipwrecks are in the ocean? So <clears throat> when I when I was sailing again, mm-hmm. you get we get our charts, and on them we'll have, oh yeah, on them we'll have what they what the shipwrecks they know about, and they'll right. have them. They'll show you where they are to avoid them. In the keys, oh my god, they were you everywhere. could see them. Oh, isn't that pretty crazy? It's, it's wild around here. If um like you. You know how we go on the ice on the lake or mm-hmm. whatever, and if your car falls in or if anything falls in, you only have a certain amount of time to get it out. Really? Or else you start to get fined each day. 
because yeah, of all the pollution. Yeah, exactly. In it, the, in there, it's crazy. Well, you know, the Titanic what was only five hundred miles from here. Yeah, yeah, that's was, crazy. I never realized that. I thought it, it was like in Antarctica. Um. Well, you figure we're not that far away from. See, we're here, even though Alaska's over here. Yeah. They still have a lot up here, right above Canada. So if I don't know, you sure it's only five hundred? Uh, maybe a little bit more, but not that far. Like when you look no, at the map of where the, like the 15, when this. 15, 1800, maybe? I don't, I think it's less than that because I saw it. I'm like, because it only, it only takes a couple hours for them to get there from Newfoundland. True. But that's, I mean, that's not far from us. I mean, it is, but it's not in the grand scheme of distance. Yeah. But it's, I didn't realize it was that close because you think icebergs, I'm thinking. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Greenland, stuff like that. But then we're not even that far from Greenland either. It's, no, we're not, which is surprising when I remember Jackie used to go to Newfoundland to um, go caribou hunting. Yeah. And yes. I thought it was like, way. I want to go. I want to go to St. John so bad. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be. That's what I mean. I just want to too. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to check us all our socials out and get ready for some bonus content coming up soon. And as always, my friends, stay spooky. Bye. Bye.